0: Hey, Joe, do you know how I can tell that Bob Dylan is not from Syracuse? How's that? Because if you listen to his song, Subterranean Homesick Blues, he says you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows.
1: Well, it doesn't sound like he spent much time in the Syracuse area, especially during the spring and summer seasons.
0: For sure. But today we're chatting with a relatively new Syracuse resident whose job, amongst other things, is to tell us which way the wind blows.
1: First impressions, Syracuse weather, and a debate gets settled. That's coming up this week on The 315.
2: Digital content on WAER is supported by SRC Incorporated, a not-for-profit research and development company whose goal is to bring a focus of respect, teamwork, and the freedom to innovate to the workplace. Learn more at srcinc.com slash WAER.
0: Welcome to the 315, I'm Kevin Kloss.
1: And I'm Joe Lee. For those of us who have spent the majority of our adult lives here in central New York, there's a lot that we probably take for granted. The annual snowfall, the downtown festivals, and not to mention our favorite stop for a bite to eat.
0: So for some added perspective, we decided to chat with a relative new resident to the Syracuse area And with that, we welcome meteorologist from CNY Central, Lydia Knox. Lydia, welcome to the 315. Thank you both so much. I'm happy to be here. So people may be familiar with your name. I just had someone in the hall who stopped me and said, hey, I recognize her. I saw her. (laughs) I saw her on TV. So for people who are maybe familiar with your name or your voice, give us a little bit of the Lydia Knox backstory. How did you come to end up in Syracuse?
2: So I was born and raised in Brookfield, Connecticut, small town there. Then I got my first job as a meteorologist in basically South Dakota. It was right on the border of Iowa and Nebraska. Worked there in my first television market. And a little bit after a year and a half, I got my second gig here in central New York at Syracuse. So uh, I was super excited to come back to the Northeast. I know we have a lot of snow in the winter, and I'm looking forward to getting a handle on that.
1: When, when did you arrive?
2: February. February, so the okay. second half of okay. so the winter Okay, so you had
1: a little taste of it, uh, and now you're in the uh, throes of a um, what is now a pretty decent summer, mm-hmm. but we yeah. have a pretty wet spring. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about weather.
0: So so when you came in, you come in to interview to go to CNY Central. What's sort of your first impression of Syracuse when you come in for that interview?
2: I guess my first impression, well, coming from the Midwest where the city – what they call a city, it was so small to me, especially since I grew up close to New York City. When I came here, I was shocked that Syracuse wasn't bigger, actually. But when I went downtown and they kind of gave me a tour of the area, I really liked it. I thought it was cute and quaint and a nice college town. um, And it seemed like it had a lot to offer.
1: So with your career, as you progress um, from market to market, uh, you'll be in different markets. And so uh, what are some of the ways that you get to know a particular town that you're, um, you know, moving to? How do you get to know the community? How do you get to know what it is you uh, you like about it?
2: Well, first thing I do is usually ask my coworkers. I say, where are the best places to eat? What do you guys like to do on the weekends? Um, but for here, I one of the first things that our chief neurologist, Wayne, was telling me about was, of course, SU and how big the Uh, basketball culture is. And I love uh, college sports. So I was very excited about that. That was one of the things that attracted me to the area. Um, But I guess another thing I like to do is just explore on my off days. So going to different parks around the area. Um, I'm a big outdoorsy person. So I like to run and walk, exploring all of the different places we have around here to do so. And another one of the big things is, I guess, the restaurants. And there's many of those around here. So I've been to a of different places but I still have more to explore.
0: When they were showing you around maybe telling you like some places to go eat and you say that you stopped at a, at a cu- couple of restaurants obviously yeah. what are a couple that you've really enjoyed since you got here in Syracuse?
2: Well, I guess of course I've been to Dinosaur. I've been to that one um, and a Pisa regionale right next door. That that was a popular one. The one that I really want to try but still haven't is Possibilities. Okay, haven't been there. Um, but what's my favorite? That's a good question. I think I might like I know this isn't a restaurant but I like all the ice cream shops around. Here. <laughs> so Gannons baby. <maybe. laughs>
1: okay, okay. So you mentioned um uh, uh, some of your basic needs and wants. What are some of your what what are some more basic needs and wants in a community and is Syracuse um meeting those basic needs and wants?
2: I would say it is. It's definitely beating, meeting my basic needs and wants um One of the things that the Midwest didn't have was, I'd say, a lack of things to do that were more outdoorsy. The thing that I love about around here is there are so many bodies of water, small or large, like Lake Ontario. I mean, people say when you go up there, and I've been a couple times, it looks like the ocean. You can't even tell. It's a great lake. Um, So that's one of the things that really attracted me to the area, knowing that That's a place to go during the summer months. And then I love to ski. So during the winter, um, I can't wait to explore all the different mountains around here. Um, And this sounds silly, too, but I like one of the things I can tell a lot about the community is when I go to the grocery store and see what that's like. And that was one of the major things that people talked about when I came for my interview (laughs) was Wegmans and how people were so big into that. Um, And I went to Penn State where people also raved about Wegmans. So
1: it's funny. <laughs> it, it is uh, actually a um, it's a destination for people who are even visiting the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, my, my Wegmans is the DeWitt Wegmans and there's always tour buses in the parking lot. And, <laughs> and it, it's it, I mean, it's pretty odd for a grocery store, but um, yeah. I've lived in other communities. I have uh, vacation property in another community. And I, I tell you, if I ever move from the area, Wegmans will be the number one thing that I miss. It is—it's it, that much of an impact on, yeah, on, on your life. Um, so, South Dakota, Connecticut, Syracuse—kind of some some similar weather patterns. At least there is a significant winter yes. <laughs> to to be had in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you are a uh, a, a fan of of, of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, does the uh, does the syracuse winter how does the Syracuse winter stack up against uh, other places you've you live we we have this vision, this this perception we uh, are uh,
0: we are the winter city. We
1: are the winter right? city, and it's the thing that we talk about and and mm-hmm. and for many complain about the most. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone who is coming in with a fresh perspective, what <laughs> what and you've uh, you know you you've experienced a little bit of it. Um, what's your what's your perception of, of, of our winters and how we feel about and talk about our
2: winters? Well, when I got here, and even for my interview when I first came, which was probably back in December, so more just when winter was getting started, I was surprised at how little snow was on the ground. But once I got here, I think it's just the fact that every single day when I'd go into forecast, it was at least a 30% chance that it was going to snow. So... I think that you guys react appropriately sometimes. I know towards the end we get a little tired with the snow. But compared to Connecticut and South Dakota, I mean, this place certainly is going to get the most snow. We average, what is it, over 130? I think it's 133 inches per season. Yeah, we've
1: been winning the snowiest city in America, I think with, what, population over Mm -hmm. 100,000 consistently now for a few years.
0: And, I mean, I can remember growing up here. I miss the 200-inch winters where you get 200 <laughs> inches of snow, a couple of those when I was growing up. So that's sort of how Syracuse stacks up weather-wise. Culturally speaking, we like to talk about culture a lot on the 315, You know, whether that's in Connecticut or in Iowa and Dakota. How does Syracuse compare or how would you sort of compare those cities to Syracuse culturally?
2: Mm. I would say – culturally so far it's been my favorite I think because especially during the summer months like you were mentioning earlier all of the festivals and I think each festival attracts a different group of people which is so fun and unique so when I went out um, a couple weekends ago I think it was the Blues Fest which isn't something I would normally want to go to but I just checked it out just to see what it was like and um, I even I got to meet a couple of viewers that came up to me and which is just really nice you get to interact with your community and I don't think every place offers that. Uh, and it's not just during the summer months. It seemed that even in February I'm pretty sure there was a winter festival and they try to keep it interesting all year round since we do have such long winters. So
1: So what do you need to because uh, Kevin's kind of a know it all.
2: So wh- <laughs> I what wasn't is,
1: aware of that. What is it that you, you uh you still need to know? What do you what is it that you still want to learn about this area?
2: What do I want to learn? Um I guess if you have any other places to visit mm-hmm. that near that are within an hour or two nearby that are going to be, I guess, fun doing anything outdoorsy, I've been to Green Lake State Park. Oh, I was um, going to
1: mention that. That's in my backyard. Is it? Yep.
2: That was great. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's
1: a beautiful, beautiful park.
2: No, I want to go back there. Um, but anything else that's major? I've only been up to Oswego a couple of times. I know they have Harborfest Fest coming up.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: That's a big one. Um Thousand Islands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it Thousand Islands or am I
0: thinking of the salad dressing?
2: No, nope. I I have yeah. heard that. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> it I, sounds I, like the <laughs> it is I drink the salad dressing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know, it's hard to hard to get away from the New York State Fair, yeah. which is gonna oh, be coming yes. up. You know, I think uh, we're we're real lucky to kind of have that in our backyard. I'm sure that's something that you'll be making your way out to yes. when it rolls around. So I think you're kind of holding an interesting experience because for someone who moves to a new town, a new city, knowing all of the areas super well at the beginning may not be a real big deal, but for what you do for work and you're trying to kind of talk about all these specific areas, how much of a learning curve is there for someone like yourself who's a meteorologist who moves to a place they're not from trying to talk with a certain amount of authority about places (laughs) you're really not familiar with?
2: In the beginning, it's a little bit tough. Um, One of the things that I did was I printed out a map of all the counties of New York State, and it was easier than when I went to the Midwest, though, since I was familiar with the Northeast and looking at the Northeast I guess the map of the Northeast in college. But when I went to the Midwest, it was more difficult to learn those counties. So here, even my grandparents mentioned it the other day. They were like, we're so impressed with how you remembered all those names so quickly. And I tell them, I'm like, well, I'm looking at a map. I don't have it all committed to memory. But there uh, it, 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 uh, it came on a little bit easier maybe because it's my second job too it, uh, it happened a little bit faster but it does take some time and there's certainly still towns where it takes me a moment to think am I going north east west <laughs> but
1: what is it that we can expect um, weatherwise uh, in the in the coming do you guys discuss sort of research patterns things that uh, that are uh, not in a Sort of seven or 10 day forecast, but um, a longer look at weather patterns in a, in a particular region and uh, is there information? out there about what's happening in uh, upstate regions, weather pattern-wise, that we should be expecting that might be different from what we normally get?
2: Well, I haven't looked at the real long-term in terms of months looking ahead, but I was looking at, as you just mentioned, more the 7- to 10-day outlook, and it does look like we are expecting above-average temperatures. Most of the U.S. is, but that is one of the things that we look at. They do have. Maps that you can see, not exact temperatures or exact rainfall amounts, but they show you whether it's likely to be above or below average in terms Mm -hmm. of rainfall or temperatures. and once you get farther out, uh, as meteorologists, we say, you get closer to what the climatological average is going to be. So it's that's why after three days, it's going more closer to average is typically what happens with the data. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you look farther out, it's hard to be so exact. And so uh, you pin it to one number.
1: All right. I, I mean, with all the discussion on um, climate change and, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about potentially... Uh, worse weather patterns in the winter, hotter summers, um, it's enough to make you start packing your bags. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so let me ask you this, without throwing anyone under the bus, um, uh, being new in, in this area, has anyone steered you wrong? Ha- has anyone, have you gone someplace and, and uh, had to ask yourself what the heck were they thinking about?
2: <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't think so. Um and when I came for my interview, I always know that people are trying to tell you the best things about the city, but I take it with a grain of salt. And I always think, okay, there's going to be some bad areas of town. So <laughs> I mean, I consider that one moving here. But no, for the most part, I've been yeah pleasantly. I'm, I'm glad you
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm I'm curious to know. Um, I'm not originally from here, but I've been here for 25 years, so it's uh, it's been a long time since someone had to sell me on this <laughs> area. So, how was the area sold to you when you were interviewing?
2: Well, I we came up here like near the Carrier Dome. We came to um, the university. That was one of the things we looked at. We drove around downtown. The mall. The mall is a big seller. <laughs> I'm telling you. I forgot. I can't believe I mentioned that. Everyone always talks about the mall. Isn't it the like eighth largest in the country? It Something is. Like but that. if
1: you if you go out there and you go to the comedy club, one of the ongoing jokes at the comedy club is. From Comedians, it's, it's the biggest mall they've ever been in with nothing in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: In the Midwest, the mall I went to was nothing compared to this. So that was one of the sellers, honestly. Okay. <laughs> the mall's great. Um, but... And I, I, don't know. I like the old, like the old-looking buildings downtown. That was one of the things that sold me. Okay. And the fact, again, I mentioned the bodies of water. I love to swim, so the Finger Lakes is are great. Um, I know there's plenty of vineyards around here. Places to yeah. go apple picking. Really, there's something to do every season.
1: Yeah, the the um, vineyards off of the Finger Lakes, especially off of Seneca Lake, beautiful area. Great, uh, great vineyards. Um, also, live uh, music activity. I know Glenora last week had uh, the start of their jazz thing, and I think they'll have a blues show coming up in August. Uh, So it is, and it's easy access within 50 minutes to an hour plus. Um, It's a really great
0: area to visit. Yeah. So you've been here roughly six months now. So when you talk to friends from back home, how do you sort of describe the area? Because But Joe and I, we have roots here at this point, so I don't have to do a lot of describing of the area. Everyone kind of knows what it's like. When you're trying to describe it to someone who's not from here, Mm -hmm. how do you talk about Syracuse?
2: Uh, Well, I say it's a college town, but since I went to Penn State, it's very different from there, especially since it was as if the town was the college here. I almost feel like SU is up on the hill, and you kind of have that uh, separation between downtown. So I tell them that. And that... Really, the area downtown itself is really cute. You have, like I was saying, some of those old historic-looking buildings, but you have plenty of bars and restaurants to go to. And I always mention the mall as well. Um, I say it's not a huge city, but there's still plenty of things to do within an hour, you know, within uh, an hour distance from Syracuse.
1: And have you discovered a favorite public radio station in this town?
2: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) W-A-E-R.
0: Now, you're kind of a unique guest for the show in the sense that you're so new to the area. You know, oftentimes someone we'll talk to might be someone that Joe's familiar with the organization or someone that I'm familiar with. <laughs> so you're the perfect person to really sort of, sort of break the debate on this two-man show. And Joe, you correct me if I do not represent you accurately. <laughs> Joe is not a fan of the cold. You prefer the warm weather, the warm beaches of the south, perhaps? Well, you're wearing
2: a a nice flowery shirt. You look like you should be on the beach. I'm a
1: southern boy. (laughs) I was born born below the Mason-Dixon line.
0: (laughs) I, on the other hand, was born here in the cold and prefer a little more frigid, something where you have to layer up. So break the tie for me, if you could. Climate-wise, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a warmer climate or a colder
2: climate? This is so tough because... I'm always cold. So I would probably say warmer. However, I like living in a place that has all four seasons, which is kind of why, I mean, I loved living in Connecticut. The Midwest has all four seasons. And then coming here, I know that winter is a little bit heavier, but I still like the fact that I told you, I mean, there's plenty of mountains and places to go skiing. So I'm going to try to take that up this summer, or excuse me, this winter, um, and get back to doing that. I haven't been skiing in a couple of years.
1: You know, we we talked a lot about Winter and summer, mm-hmm. um, but here in Syracuse, one of my, my favorite time of year is actually fall. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like when it gets start uh, starts getting a little cooler. It's sweater weather or, or sweatshirt weather. Football weather. Football weather, yes. and then the the walks in the park are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, it, you know, let's not knock let's not forget about fall. No, in, in Syracuse, short. But it's here, right? <laughs> it's here. Well, thanks for uh, coming in and talking with us. Yes. it was a really a uh, pleasure getting to know you and uh, getting to know your
0: perspective on uh, on the area.
2: No, thank you both so much.
0: And that's going to do it for another episode of the Three One Five. Joe, I was glad to see that Lydia really prefers that colder climate.
1: Wait a minute that that's not what I heard. Uh, sound to me like she likes the warmer comfort of the beach, like me.
0: We'll just have to agree to disagree. Big thanks to Lydia Knox from CNY Central for coming on the show this week. You can find past episodes of The 315 at WAER.org. And if there's something you'd like to see us cover, send us a tweet. I'm on Twitter at Kevin Kloss. That's K-L-O-S-S.
1: And I'm at JBLee883 on Twitter. Stay caught up on new episodes of The 315 as they're released by subscribing wherever you get your podcast. And check this out if you're looking for something new to listen to uh, hear about my fear of vampires and disturbing technology on the next pop life dr kendall phillips and i discuss the latest slate of vampire shows and neural implant technology featured on netflix black mirror that's all on the next pop life until next time i'm joe lee
0: and i'm kevin kloss thanks for listening